time for the Raytown Roundup, where we never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Today's tall tale is sure to amuse, entertain, and lead to laughter, or at least a snicker or two. So sit back, relax, and let's get caught up on what's happening with the folks in Raytown this week. Here comes the Raytown Roundup with your author and storyteller, Dr. Pam Arland. It has been raining a lot in Raytown. This means that the sump pumps have been very busy and that mowing the yard has become a strategy sport. One has to check the weather several days in advance to know when the yard will achieve just the right balance of dry to swampy. It's tricky because if you wait too long, it will rain again, totally disrupting your algorithms. Some have had to mow in the rain, which is dangerous in a place where rain is rarely unaccompanied by lightning. Still, such risks have to be taken if one is a good and upstanding citizen. Not grooming the yard properly is a sure sign of fallen character. On the other hand, risking one's life and limb to make sure all the grass is of even height is noble. Noble indeed. Jacob and Shelley are one of the many younger couples in Raytown. Their children play at our parks and fill up our elementary schools. They are a professional couple, with Jacob being an engineer and Shelley being a school teacher. They have two children, a boy and a girl, who are both too young for school just yet. Jacob and Shelley are in every way a pinnacle of the community. Their children are young, but they love books and they're very talkative, and they already know many stories about Jesus. There is, however, one area of suspicion about Jacob and Shelley, at least from some people's perspective. It's their church. They attend a church of mostly, albeit not entirely, young families. Their pastor wears skinny jeans, and they only meet every once in a while as a big church meeting. The rest of the time, they meet in people's homes and have an interactive form of church. Now, there is nothing wrong with Jacob and Shelley or their professed faith. It's just that this form of church is so different from the normal big show entertainment churches that most are familiar with that others are suspicious. This Sunday was their church's park day. Once a month, they meet at the park and let their children play and then study the Bible with new people they meet there. This sounds odd, but now many people of many different faiths and backgrounds meet them there for fellowship and to experience Jesus. The problem is that this Sunday it was raining and cold and not at all fun for anyone to be outside. People were huddling under trees and generally looking pathetic. There simply was not much Jesus joy to go around. Though camaraderie was high and caring for one another was definitely happening. Some shared coffee, others shared rain ponchos. Marcus went to Megan and talked over the situation. Finally, Marcus announced, Now we all know that I have a gift of hospitality. So everyone come to my house. 
Actually, everyone knew that Megan had a gift of hospitality, and one would likely starve to death if it were left to Marcus. However, their church had recently taken a gift inventory test for spiritual gifts. Somehow, the test had come out showing Marcus to be high on hospitality. No one but Marcus has believed the test yet. Right at the moment, however, all were cold and happy for a place to go. This was no time to stop and challenge the test. And there was always Megan, who was a wonderful hostess, so off they all went. When the Park Church had all arrived at Marcus's and Megan's home, people began to produce things they had stopped off and bought on the way there. Megan made some coffee and tea. Marcus opened the front door for people and told them to be sure to leave their wet stuff outside so as not to ruin the new carpet. Jacob and Shelley arrived and dutifully left their kids' wet stuff on the front porch. They added some cinnamon rolls to the offerings on the table. People arrived and conversation flowed. Kids ran around doing kid things. Shelley ended up sitting on the soft new carpet reading Berenstain Bears books with one group of kids and also some adults. Jacob stood around the table with coffee and chatted about stock prices with some of the men. And gradually, without anyone really noticing, it began to happen. One man began to talk about his struggles with his boss at work. One man prayed for him while another gave some advice. One of the younger moms was not sure what to do about her young child's behavior. Some of the older ladies told her what had worked for them and promised to pray for her, too. One of the younger kids got mad at another one and hit him. His father taught him to forgive and to apologize. A visitor who was fairly new to the group talked about his home country and how this was the first time he had ever been in an American home. Someone explained to him that Jesus told them to be kind to foreigners, and they were happy that he was there. Gradually, and without any program, church began to happen. Eventually, an even bigger thunderstorm developed, and it was deemed unsafe for anyone to go home. People began to make pizzas together. With a little of this and a little of that, there was enough toppings to go around. One taught another how to make pizza dough, and others used some bread to make pizzas from. Luckily, the electricity stayed on to cook the pizzas, but the weather didn't improve. Eventually, spaces were found for children to take naps. Coffee was passed around for adults. Voices were softened so kids could sleep, and talk was sometimes deep and sometimes light. But the fellowship was as sweet as the cinnamon rolls. After a couple of hours, some kids started to wake up. Megan popped some popcorn, and it got passed around. Marcus didn't mention the carpet in light of the disastrous popcorn being passed around, even though the thought of it went through his head. He would definitely need to vacuum later. By the time the popcorn was consumed and the kids finally all truly woke up, the storm had let up. People began to head home. On the way home with two happy kids in the back seat, Jacob said, I like church in the park. We need to really pray for Tommy, though. And did you hear that Bill got the big new contract we had prayed for last week? 
Shelley answered, No, but that's great. Glad to hear it. I learned so much about Tunisia from that new man. He was so interesting. And Megan gave me some ideas on how to help our kids go to bed earlier. I think we should try them. She's a wise woman. Jacob replied, Yes, she is. But you know, it's Marcus with the gift of hospitality. They both chuckled at the joke and decided that their church might not be like everyone else's, but it was just perfect for them, and they were grateful for it. And maybe, just maybe, all the rain in Raytown wasn't so bad after all. Well, folks, that's it for the Raytown Roundup for now. We sure would appreciate it if you'd tell your friends and family to subscribe to the podcast. New stories will be coming out each week, and you won't want to miss them. Raytown Roundup can be enjoyed wherever podcasts are found and on the web at raytownroundup.buzzsprout.com. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you with joy, much laughter, and friendship with Jesus.